You're listening to SB Nation Radio. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Kevin Green. Tony Dungy. The late Dick Stanton. Eddie D. Bartolo. The late Ken Stabler. Marvin Harris. Orlando Pace. The gunslinger Brett Barr. This is your Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2016. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Well, one of us actually is standing in the Hall of Fame as we speak. That's our Rick Goslin, who's in Canton, where he spent this week with the Contributor Committee. Goose, they ever going to let you go home? You know, I'm afraid they're going to start making pay Ohio State taxes. I've been <laughs> here more in the last two weeks than I've been in my home back in Dallas. You wearing one of those uh, Cleveland Brown hey. starter jackets now, Goose? <laughs> hey, free, free Brady, how about Free to Goose? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there there you go. And the we'll Gosling. make the T-shirts. You sell them down in Dallas. Hey, uh, Rick wasn't the only one in Canton this week. No, he wasn't. Ron was there, too. Except there were two differences. One, he was there for the senior committee, which looks at all players out of the league 25 years or longer. And two, Ron did get home. Ronnie, yes, how's that sir. view in Deflategate? How is it in deflate land? How do you like it there back in New England? <laughs> Low at the moment after Rob Gronkowski left the practice field Ouch. On Monday with a mysterious malady. Uh, we'll see. It. It's uh, leg-related, but one not, not know what that means. Well, I don't either. Um, listen, uh, as you might have guessed, both Rick and Ron have inside information. Yes, inside information on what happened this week in Canton. And what happened is we have three nominees for the Hall's Class of 2017. First, from the senior committee... There's former safety Kenny Easley of the Seattle Seahawks. And second, from the contributor committee, there's Paul Tagliabue and Jerry Jones. Oh, Paul Tagliabue and Jerry Jones. Yeah, Rick, you're a member of both committees, but you and Ken only for the contributor group. I'm shocked by what you came out with, I'll be honest with you, but uh, tell me what you're surprised with, if you're surprised by anyone here, Easley, Tagliabue, or Jones. No, I think there are, there are 15 great candidates in the senior pool and 10 excellent candidates in the contributor pool. You, know, you could have picked any of the 15 seniors in any two of the contributors and, and made a good choice. I mean, that's how big the backlog is. You know, I, don't, I don't think most folks realize the depth of talent in both of these pools. Well, Ronnie, uh, you were the first in and out in, uh, of Canton. Um, so let's talk specifically of one of those guys who's talking about the depth of talent. There was so much depth in that senior uh, group. Kenny Easley comes out of there, but there were so many qualified guys. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't see this one coming. I, I thought it might be someone like a Jerry Kramer or maybe Robert Brazil. How did Kenny Easley come out ahead? Well, that's a good question. I think we at the Talk of Fame really got his candidacy going. I mean, he wasn't a candidate. He wasn't even on anybody's radar screen until we started talking about him and writing about him, and then other people picked it up, of, of Frank Cooney. Uh, who's also on the senior committee and and uh, from Oakland? From Oakland, became a big supporter of uh, Easley. Actually, said at the meeting that it was something that the three of us uh, had said at the meeting in February when the safeties were being discussed. And I said, "Well, well, here's the problem: we're not even talking about the best safety who ever lived, Kenny Easley." And uh, that seemed to spark some interest in him. And and I think that uh, as Goose points out, we had a lot of good candidates. I think we jumped a little the queue a little bit. Uh, which is a dangerous thing in either in the regular voting or in this one. Uh, more so, I think, in the seniors even because it, it, it's so difficult to get out of that pool. Uh, and we had two great advisors this year, and Floyd Little, Hall of Fame advisors, and, and Ron Wolf, who were both uh, not only completely prepared, 
they were high on easily and some of the other players, but they were also tough on on the guys they felt were sort of the hall of very good. And I thought that was a good thing and, so, and a hard thing to do when you're in that position. Go ahead, Goose. I just I just applaud the fact you brought out a safety. I know Johnny Robinson was in the mix, and uh, Johnny Robinson was certainly deserving. I just, you know, again, we haven't had a safety that was uh, in the Hall of Fame that was played since 1980, Ken Houston. I mean, it's good that we've got a guy that we actually think belongs in the Hall of Fame 30, what, 37 years later. Goose, I think what Ron's telling us is if Ken Easley gets in the Hall of Fame, he wants to be included in the thank yous. <laughs> I, just like to, I just like to see these guys that I believe in, and I know you guys believe in a lot of these cases, uh, really have been overlooked uh, right. you know you guys like to kid me about being the you know the same walking saint christopher medal uh, look out around the things that got to be found but i really feel pretty strongly about about some of these things and easy was one of those guys if you ever saw him play you didn't have to see him play twice to know how great he was that's true he was the first team all decade guy that's never been discussed how do you become a first team that's all it. decade player and then wait 25 years to, and get dumped into the senior pool that's a great question i mean honestly when i looked him up yesterday i went you got to be kidding me he was never discussed he's never been a finalist how is that possible that's what you I, get I for don't... playing in in southern alaska Oh. which is where, they, unfortunately, <laughs> the Seahawks well, are. Hey, Goose, I, I know Ron was talking about jumping the queue here, and, and honestly, I, I looked at this and I thought maybe Jerry Kramer was going to get in, and I and he didn't. So my question to you is, what message do you give Kramer fans who've been waiting for a selection? I mean, he's on the 50th anniversary team, and he was chosen as the best at his position. So what's he missing? Clark, honestly, I don't know what to say. You know, I think Jerry Kramer is the most egregious omission from Canton. You know, it, you talk about the 15th anniversary team, the same Hall of Fame selection they picked the best 15 players at each of those, at their positions in that 50 years. Kramer was selected the best guard in the game's first 50 years. Only one of the 15 players who were selected as the best players is not in Canton. That's Jerry Kramer. You know, as long as he's on the outside looking in, this selection committee has a major credibility problem. Well, I, I, yeah, as you know, Goose, I, I agree with that. I gave a... Uh... Even though I thought Easley was the best player on the fifteen uh, on the list of fifteen, that would include Kramer. I get, I did the best I could to give a spiel about how important the cue is and how uh, egregious the error has been with Jerry Kramer, and it didn't seem to ring a bell, at least not a loud enough one. But I tend to agree with you. One of the things, the, the worries that I have that's starting to happen, I think more and more, is these teams like the All Decade Team, All Time Super Bowl Team, which Kramer was on, the fiftieth anniversary team, which Kramer was on. Guys use it when they want to use it, and if they don't think the guy's in it, all of a sudden the, the same team doesn't mean anything. Yeah, well, right. you know, which is it? Does it? Do they mean something or do they not? If they don't mean anything, then say they don't mean anything. Uh, but if you're going to say, well, this guy's all decade and that guy's all decade, well, what about this guy who's all decade? Well, you know, he was all decade, but, you know, it was only nine years in that decade. You know, it's stupid. Right. If you're not going to stand by the teams, don't pick the teams. I agree. Don't pick teams. And I agree. You've given Jerry Jerry Kramer every honor he can get except the last one. That's wrong. Hey, Goose, Goose, simple question. Does he ever make it? Does Jerry Kramer ever make it? Yeah, I think he does. Again, how do you keep the best guard in the first 50 years out of the Pro Football Hall of Fame? I think it's going to take a... Because they've done it. It's, We've it's, done it. But it's the, I think it's going to be the makeup of the of the committee. Only five of the nine go in, and he needs to get the right five. I think the right five will put him in. It's a matter of getting that, that those five in the same mix. Boy, uh, you know, up until uh, yesterday, I thought that too, Goose, but I, I got some real doubts now. And it, it just, wow. You know, it's been... He retired in nineteen at the end of the nineteen sixty eight season. I'm no mathematician, yeah. but I know this. That was a long time. That ago. That was a long time ago, exactly. Um, another, another simple question for you guys. Maybe it's not so simple. Does Ken easily make it? I mean, 
Yes, he's, voters don't like safeties. You mentioned Goose, and, and he is one. Uh, they also like guys with rings. You guys have pointed that out to me over and over again. I think over 70% of the inductees have either won an NFL championship or a Super Bowl. He didn't do either. And they don't like guys with short careers. He played seven years, two of which were, frankly, you know, fairly ordinary. So let me repeat the question, Goose. Does he make it? Yeah, one, I think, benefits in fact he's a standalone candidate. There aren't two seniors. There's one senior, and they've been pretty good uh, respecting the people that we've, we've brought out. Two, again, he's a first-team all-decade guy. 133 of 145 players that have been picked first-team all-decade are in. He's one of 12 that's not. And I think by the time Ron and I get done pounding the table about the no <laughs> safeties in the last 36 years, I think they're going to have to put him in. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and look, you guys have heard Ronnie Lott say it. And he knows a little bit about playing safety. Uh, and, and this guy was a college rival of his and a professional <clears throat> rival of his. It's clear that he believes he's the greatest safety to ever play. Right. Uh, frankly, so do I, for what that's worth. Right. Um, and, and I, I don't. On the one hand, I say I don't see how he doesn't uh, get in the Hall of Fame. But then I scratch my head and say he's 57 years old and just had triple bypass surgery and he hadn't gotten in until uh, yeah. even this close. So you oh. never know. Okay, Goose, quickly, on to the contributors. Uh, we have Paul Tagliabue and Jerry Jones chosen. You, you were there. A correction, Goose, you still are there. How'd this one go down? Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> well, Free Goslin. In the first year, we had two personal guys and an owner second year. I, I believe that was cleanup. Tagliabue, I think, remains unfinished business. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a challenge to get him through. And I think Jones is new business. Uh, DeBartolo opened the door for the new breed of owners. I think Bolin... Craft people like that are going to get in line now. And I think Jones is there because he changed the financial dynamic of the league. He showed the, the, the teams how to make money on their stadiums. That produced a building explosion of 22 new stadiums, a 23rd's on the way. And the stadium revenues go into the shared revenue pot. And I think that's a big reason the salary cap has risen from $34 million to $155 million in a span of, what, uh, 22 years. He's put a lot of money in the pockets of both players and owners. Okay, we've got a lot to get to today. We're going to hear from historian John Turney and uh, Seattle pass rusher Jacob Green, who was a teammate of Kenny Easley's. But first, we're going to hear from our sponsors. When we return, it will be with John Turney's semi-official list of all-time sacks. Something Hall of Famer Kevin Green might want to hear. It's the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hi, I'm Jerry Jones. You're listening to Talk Fame Network. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heater solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. The grand prize winner will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets or a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 18 years or older to enter. Web and data rates may apply. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You are on a spiritual journey towards savings. Your mind is drifting into uncharted territory as you use the Name Your Price tool to find policy options that fit your budget. Options that fit perfectly. Like football pants or the unitard thingies wrestlers wear. Experience inner peace with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Tom Bodette. Call me old-fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. 
Now, it's called Genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms in Motel 6. Totally updated with all new everything, still at a great low price. It's like modern art, only it looks good and has a point. I'm Tom Bodet for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. QL1, you've been talking a lot about Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans lately. What would you say is the best reason to use it? It's easy to use. You can get approved in minutes. It's convenient. Hey, uh, QL1, I asked for the best reason. Oh, hold on. I wasn't finished. You can share your pay stubs and bank statements at the touch of a button so you get real numbers, not estimates, and... Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Marty and the two for $4 croissant. Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, croissant deal, two for $4. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two for $4? That is a huge bargain. Huge. <laughs> well said, Marty. Tasty, savory, sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwiches now for just $4. Only at Burger King. Price of participation vary. Rev it up and bury the needle at Victory Motorcycles Redline Sales Event. Get rebates up to $2,500 or payments as low as $99 a month on a new V-Twin powered Victory Motorcycle. Now is the time to own the big-wheeled Magnum Bagger or the liquid-cooled Octane, the most powerful victory ever built. Rev it up right now. Offer valid in U.S. and Canada, subject to credit approval and valid on new 2014 through 2016 models and on 2017 Victory Octanes. Good through 83116. Certain restrictions and exclusions apply. See dealer for details. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Out of respect for that band, Deep Purple. Hey, uh, Goose, Ron, you know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance? Well, Tell I me. know. It means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Now, I'll tell you where we're going now. We're going to our first guest. This year's Hall of Fame induction for the class of 2016. Former linebacker Kevin Green was enshrined, as well he should be. He's the third all-time leader in career sacks with 160. But that's since the NFL recognized sacks as a stat in 1982. So what happened before then? Ah, glad you asked, because our guest, historian John Turney of Pro Football Journal, knows he has the most complete and comprehensive list of all-time sack leaders. And we're going to talk to him, well, Goose, we can talk to him right about now. Hey, John, welcome back. Thanks. It's a pleasure. First question, where does Kevin Green stand on your all-time list, and how does your top five contrast with the league's list, which was compiled after 1982? Well, there's really only two changes there. Uh, Smith is first, White is second. Yes, Bruce Smith, Reggie White. Third is Deacon Jones, is not recognized by the NFL. On my list, Green, Kevin Green is fourth. And fifth is Jack Youngblood. And their fourth would have been Chris Dolman. And their fifth is Strahan. Oddly, they don't even count Lawrence Taylor's rookie year, which was 1981, where he had nine and a half sacks. If you count those, he's ahead of Strahan. So those are the little changes there. I've got Alan Page seventh as the top defensive tackle rusher of all time. John, 
you have hundreds of pass rushers on your list as far back as the 50s. How did you compile such an extensive list? Did you watch tape of all the games and chart every player? No, that would have been a lifetime project, and, and there isn't <laughs> film of every play. But what we were able to do is use the same source that the NFL uses now, which is the game book or what used to be called the play-by-plays. Those exist all the way back to the 50s. Now, there's many of them missing, but I'll get to that in just one second. But we were able to glean the information that was in those play-by-plays and compile the stats from there. Another source would have been uh, newspaper articles and uh, you know, games that are taped off TV. But yes, to fill in gaps, I've watched lots of film, and my colleague in this, Nick Webster, and I, we've been to NFL Films several times uh, and spent many, many days watching film and being able to fill in the holes. So we've seen all the great pass rushers, uh, you know, hundreds of plays each, but we have not seen every sack on film, but we have seen a good deal of them. Okay, all the tape you watched and all the game books you read, were there any surprise? Did you come away thinking, you know, this guy is a far better pass rusher than I thought? One might be Ordell Bracey. That's a name that a lot of your people haven't heard. He played opposite Gino Marchetti in the 60s. But he was a guy that, if you look at his statistics, was getting double-digit sacks every year. He never had an 18 or 19 sack year, but he might have 12, 13, 10 and a half, and these are in 14-game seasons. So he's a guy that would jump out that um, not many of your folks have heard about. Jack Gregory would be another one. He's well over 100. So there's names like that. John, I remember Ordell Bracey. I grew up watching and loving the Baltimore Colts. In Super Bowl three. where did the Jets go for their one touchdown? Ah, over Winston Hill, who is not in the Hall of Fame, and should be, at Ordell Bracey. But you're right, he was a good player. He was really good. And we're talking with the Pro Football Journal's John Turney about sacking the quarterback and who was the best at it. And we're talking to him on the Talk of Fame Network. You can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com. And John, what was the most difficult part of putting together your list? I mean, other than the hours involved, but what presented the most problems for you? Probably the biggest problem would be missing playbooks or game-by-games. And that's when you have to really start digging. And then you have to start getting the, the newspaper articles from both cities of that day. And then you have to start trying to target what film you have. And I've got lots of film myself. I've got a garage full of it. And, and, and we're talking film, not tape. You know, tons of silver out there. And able to, to pour through it and try to find one missing sack. Sometimes it'll be real easy and you can get lucky. Sometimes it'll be years before you can find a game that you've been looking for. John, the weak side is supposed to be the pass rush side in today's NFL, but six of the top eight sackers of all time played over on the strong side. Reggie White, Kevin Green, Jack Youngblood, Deacon, Michael Strahan. There's also a tackle and just two weak side pass rushes. Is there an explanation for the left side dominance at the top of this list? Well, some of it is happenstance. The guys you mentioned were healthy and were able to play a long time, whereas some of the, the right side guys didn't quite play long, as long or they ended up their career as a designated pass rusher like a Richard Dent was a nickel rusher at the end. But a lot of times they also were not as good against the run, and so they might have been taken out towards the end of their career, and sometimes it took them a while to get started. A guy might play 15 years, but didn't start for two or three, and then as a, as a nickel guy, the last two or three. So then he's only got 10 or 11 as that rusher. Another thing is there's kind of a myth that the blind side has always been the key pass rush position. I believe that the pass rush, the modern pass rush, was kind of bottled after what the Colts did in the early 60s, because they were so good at it. And Gino Marchetti was the guy that was getting there most. He was the, the, the best pass rusher of his era and one of the top five in all, of all time, in my opinion. And so teams would try to model that, and then they would draft tackles to try to block 
those guys. Goose, you'll know that in the 70s, if you look at the Hall of Fame tackles, they're all right-side guys. Dan right. Deardorff, uh, Ron Yeri, Rayfield Wright. In fact, uh, Cowboys had a good right tackle, Ralph Neely. He was right. injured one game. They put in uh, Rayfield to block Deacon. He held Deacon without a sack and only a couple tackles. And then the next year, guess what? They say, hey, we're going to put this guy at right tackle because he's better than Neely, and Neely had to play left tackle the rest of his career. So it was almost then a demotion. And then the one guy that was a left tackle in the Hall of Fame, Art Shell, remember he blocked for the strong side of Kenny Stabler. They were a left-handed team. So those things came around in the 80s with Anthony Munoz and I believe the 3-4 defense where they were blitzing guys out there. It's true the left tackle is out there on an island, and it's a shorter it's a shorter weight to the quarterback because, for whatever reason, the teams are right-handed. They like to put the, the tight end on the right side. But it hasn't always been the case. So if you ever hear somebody say, well, that guy's a right tackle, and he's not all that good historically, well, historically that's false. The right tackles were the best up until probably the mid-'80s. Hey, John, uh, and we're talking yes, to sir. John Turney uh, from Pro Football Journal, and he's a league historian on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the Internet at talkoffamenetwork.com. But, John... A uh, couple questions for you. One is, um, you talked about your top five pass rushers. You mentioned Gino Marchetti is one of them. Who's at the top? I mean, if I asked you to take your best pass rusher, we're putting together a football team, I want to sack the quarterback. Who's the first guy you're going to give me? Well, I, I, perhaps I'm biased, but I'm going to go with Deacon because he's somebody who you can put on the left side, and he's he can beat a double team, and even if they uh, chip him, he would go first. But Lawrence Taylor, even though he was a um, linebacker, essentially from 84 on, he was a stand-up defensive end, and he's got to be in that top five. And then the, the top sackers, you've got to put in Reggie White and uh, Bruce Smith, and then Mark Henry would round out my top five. Who would you put a tackle? Uh, for pass rushers, obviously I would put uh, Alan Page. But if you want to match somebody, you've got to have a tackle that's going to be catching a lot of blocks who can play – you know, it'd be a Merlin Olsen type or a Joe Green type because they can Karras? pass her well, but then they're going to catch the double teams and they're going to be able to play the draws, screens, and traps that the offense is going to throw at you. We got under 30 so seconds. How about Karras? Pass rushers. You want three and a half. How about Karras? <laughs> well, Karras was a left side tackle. He was he was a good two way player. He was, in my opinion, worthy of the Hall of Fame. He had over a hundred sacks. And he pro- we have him at 105 or 107, and we're missing a few games from his first two years. So it's very possible he's at 110 or 115 when, when, all, when it's all said and done. Hey, John, we've just been sacked by our producer who's telling us we've got to go to commercial. But, hey, thanks for the time. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, We'll man. check with you later. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico.com. Hey, everyone. This is Life Tips with Geico. Life Tip 1. Use a shower squeegee to remove pet fur from carpet. Squeegee is also very fun to say. Consider it when naming a pet or child. Life Tip 2. Switch to GEICO and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. With over 75 years of experience and a 97% customer satisfaction rating, they know what they're doing. GEICO. Get savings into your life. Visit GEICO.com today. 
QL1, this is Control, checking in to see how excited you are for launch. Over? Well, actually, I'm kind of bored. You're about to travel 17,000 miles per hour through Earth's atmosphere, and you're bored? It just doesn't sound that exciting after using Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I was able to get a completely online custom mortgage approval in minutes. Wow, that is impressive. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button. Get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. Rev it up and bury the needle at Victory Motorcycles Redline Sales Event. Get rebates up to $2,500 or payments as low as $99 a month on a new V-Twin powered Victory Motorcycle. Now is the time to own the big-wheeled Magnum Bagger or the liquid-cooled Octane, the most powerful Victory ever built. Rev it up right now. Offer valid in U.S. and Canada, subject to credit approval and valid on new 2014 through 2016 models and on 2017 Victory Octanes. Good through 83116, certain restrictions and exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heater solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. The grand prize winner will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets or a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 18 years or older to enter. Web and data rates may apply. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 50% or more on car insurance? It means you should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go. While you're at it, you might want to go to Burger King as well, because right now, participating in Burger King restaurants, you can get two Croissant Witch breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two for one, only Burger King price and participation. Very and restrictions apply. Breakfast for two, addressed... Clark. <laughs> breakfast right. for two, me and me. <laughs> That's a pretty good deal for you. Uh, we addressed <laughs> Sachs in the last segment with historian John Turney. And you know what? He could have told us that in his 13-year career, our next guest, Jacob Green, had 116 unofficially and 97 and a half after the league started recognizing Sachs as a statistic in 1982, which, when he retired, was third on the all-time Sachs leaderboard behind only Reggie White and Lawrence Taylor. Jacob was a two-time Pro Bowler, a second-team All-Pro, and now, thankfully, he's a guest with us to talk about Kenny Easley. Jacob Green, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. First question, Jacob. Um, I mentioned Kenny Easley. You know him. You played with him. You were with him his entire career. How deserving is he as a Hall of Fame candidate? Oh, well, I think he's extremely deserving. Kenny was was was, was unbelievable on the football field and uh, and if you measured his numbers up until the time he 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 got ill and was injured, uh, he had some numbers was as good as any. And uh, you're talking about a guy that played the game with passion, a guy that that uh, led the way, all those things. Kenny Easley, I always said the two greatest safeties that I played with or played in that era would have been Kenny and Ronnie Lott. And and Ronnie's a good friend of mine, and I, those two guys were the best there is as far as playing safety. And and uh, I've seen Kenny easily do some things, you know, on the football field and off the football field that uh, he's probably one of the greatest athletes I've ever been around. He obviously got uh, lost in uh, in time and space somehow, which can happen. And certainly, uh, we kiddingly say it on the show all the time. You play in Seattle, you play in Southern Alaska, and unfortunately, if you don't win championships, uh, people forget 
I was covering the Raiders, uh, Jacob, when you were playing there, and I can testify that you had your hand on their quarterback more than Dave Dalby did, and he was playing center for the Raiders. So, I mean, you were a tremendous <laughs> sack machine. What do you think it is that made Kenny sort of disappear? Because certainly if you ever saw him play, you didn't have to see him play twice to know that, man, this guy's a great player. Uh, was it just Seattle yeah. or was it other stuff? Well, it, 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 it was Seattle because of Seattle was we were we were a young football team at the time when Kenny came in. Uh, even when I came in uh, in, in 19, uh, 1980, the Seahawks was only uh, six years old. I mean, they, they started in '76 and actually were four years old. So, and when Kenny came, they were a five, six year old team. But uh, they never really get. We never were on the on the on the radar because of where we were and. You know, had we been in Oakland or in L.A. or New York, people would certainly know more our, our players and and our football team and and like like they do now. I mean, we were the unknowns, and uh, so it was it was pretty hard for for a guy like Kenny to even though he had great talent, defensive player of the year. Uh, no one wanted to play against us, and 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 that's what we you know nobody wanted to play against the Seahawks because they knew what kind of football team we were, and and. Uh, and Kenny Easy was the true leader. I mean, I I, I witnessed uh, him on the football field. Um, he had a knee that got scoped uh, on a Tuesday, and and we were playing, getting ready to prepare for a game uh, that Saturday morning. He was in warmups, calling out the signals in the on the defensive backside, and he could have played the game. But it was, it was one of those games where I mean, we were we were, I think we were maybe ten and. Ten and two or twelve and two at that time, and and we didn't need Kenny at that particular time because we were we knew we were going to be in the playoff. But he was out there, and everybody's eyes just opened up to see a guy that played with that much passion and to show you what pain is that there was no pain, and he he was going to play in that game. So there was so much respect for me as a from him as a teammate, but as a, a really good friend, uh, we were neighbors, and you know I learned so much from him as far as preparing how to play the game and. Anytime you went out on the football field, you played to your to your best of your ability, and that and that, that guy was the epitome of that. He was also such a physical player. I, uh, Devin McCourty, who's a safety out here with the, the Patriots, and has, has played pretty well here. I was telling him about Easy last year. Of course, the young kid, he had no idea who he was. I said, "Well, I'll tell you what, go have to ask the video guys to put some video together of Kenny Easley, and then you tell me what you see." And believe it or not, uh, Jacob, he actually did it. And uh, I saw him two, three days later, and he came out to me and he said, "Man." That guy was unbelievable. But the other thing he said was, if he was playing it today, he'd be in prison, meaning the physical nature of the way he's, he played oh, in those days. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's no question he'd be in prison. We, he, he, couldn't, he, he would be broke because he'd get fined after every tackle. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's just the way it was. I mean, he, would, I mean, he led with shoulders and, and arms, and I'm talking about clean blows. That I mean, but he, hit him, he would hit so hard that it would probably – it, it, the, the referees would call a personal foul for hitting too hard. <laughs> hey, Jacob, and we're speaking with former Seattle star Jacob Green on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkofhamenetwork.com. But, Jacob, one of the knocks on Kenny in the past, at least, has been that he played only seven seasons. I say only, but, of course, they were very full seven seasons. How much, in your opinion, should longevity count for the Hall of Fame? Well, uh, longevity is, is, is a key to, to it and because uh, there's guys that play the position – but Kenny, seven years, he played the position as, at, at as high level as you could. Uh, you know, he went to five straight Pro Bowls. He was all pro. And back in the day, the Pro Bowl was, was you wanted to play in the Pro Bowl. You wanted to be the best. Now today, Pro Bowl is 
Nobody wants to play in it. Guys are arm tackling. We went out there when we we played in the Pro Bowl. We were trying to win the game. It, it was it, because we wanted to show this. This was an All Star game. This it was an All Star game to show who was the best. And I remember playing the Pro Bowl, and 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 I was I. I was just happy to have a guys like Kenny Easley, Hampton Dixon, and Minifield playing the guys with, with Howie Long next to me and Rulon Jones and, and those guys there behind me and said, man, this is an all-star team. We're we going to kick some butt. And we did. I mean, but, but it was all about the physicalness. It was all about being there. It was all about how many times you made it work. You know, so the seven years that Kenny played were the seven years. I mean, he put a string of seven hard years of, of just, I mean, his ability showed that he was the best, and, and I know the whole thing. I know, I know what the rules are, and I, I know, and I understand it that, you know, that. Uh, but seven years should have anything shouldn't have anything to do with one of the greatest players that ever played that position. And and even if he if he'd have played ten years, he'd have played ten years just like he did those seven. But uh, it's it's it, it, he's certainly deserving to 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 have his name and you know and hopefully uh, the senior writers get him in. He he truly deserves so. But Jacob, if you were standing in front of the Hall's voters, and we'll vote in February on Ken Easley, but if you were standing in front of them, and I asked you to pull up on video the signature Kenny Easley moment, the most memorable moment of his career in your mind, what would you show him? Wow, well it 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 it, it, it would. There were so many really great moments, but there's there's one in particular that I, I and and not only it, it it was there's a lot, but the one that would show what kind of guy, what kind of athlete he was, was when he actually he was on a punt return, and he he we put him at punt return because that guy got hurt, and he would he ran the punt return back for a touchdown. But the game that I remember so much was when we played on Monday Night Football. And I, I thought I had a pretty good game. I had two sacks and a calls fumble, and Kenny Easley had three interceptions against Dan Fouts. And that game there, he just he, he was all over the, the – I mean, you know, I, I went home and watched the game, and I said, God, I couldn't believe my eyes, the, the, the plays that he made. And not only the three interceptions, but the tackles he's made. And, you know, he, he was going against guys like Kellen Winslow and, and, and Wes Chandler and Charlie Journey and making all these plays. It was amazing. So I – I think that 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 game that would have been his signature game, but there were so many. You know, he had a lot of them, and, and you could go down the list in any one of his games that year in '84 when he won the MVP. And mm-hmm. Not only that, but just go down any of his games in the seven-year history that Kenny played and see what you see. You'll see a guy all out. You see a guy making plays all the time, and it was just natural. Well, Jacob, thanks for the time, and I'll tell you what's natural for us. We've got to go to commercial, but thanks again for the time. And thanks so much for the memories. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Jacob. That was former Seattle defensive lineman Jacob Green. Coming up, we're going to hear why former quarterback Charlie Connolly belongs in the Hall of Fame conversation. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. 
tankless.com. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heater solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. The grand prize winner will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets or a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 18 years or older to enter. Web and data rates may apply. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You are on a spiritual journey towards savings. Your mind is drifting into uncharted territory as you use the Name Your Price tool to find policy options that fit your budget. Options that fit perfectly. Like football pants or the unitard thingies wrestlers wear. Experience inner peace with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Rev it up and bury the needle at Victory Motorcycles Redline Sales Event. Get rebates up to $2,500 or payments as low as $99 a month on a new V-Twin-powered Victory Motorcycle. Now is the time to own the big-wheeled Magnum Bagger or the liquid-cooled Octane, the most powerful Victory ever built. Rev it up right now. Offer valid in U.S. and Canada, subject to credit approval, and valid on new 2014 through 2016 models, and on 2017 Victory Octane. Good through 83116. Certain restrictions and exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Marty and the two for $4 croissantwich. Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, croissantwich deal, two for $4. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two for $4, that is a huge bargain. Huge. <laughs> well said, Marty. Tasty, savory, sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwiches now for just $4. Only at Burger King. Price participation vary. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Tell you what, I have respect. I have respect for Geico. Ronnie, you know what I mean? Yes, when sir. Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance? Should have been on the phone 15 minutes ago. That's what it means. Yeah, that's right. Should have been on the phone 15 minutes ago. So go to Geico.com, and I'll tell you where else you need to go. Burger King, because right now, participating in Burger King restaurants, you can get two cross-sandwich breakfast sandwiches for just Love $4. That's right. Two for one, Ron. <laughs> Only at Burger King. Price and participation vary, and restrictions apply. Look, um... Most of you have never heard of Ken Meyer. He died this week at the age of 91. But the Oakland Raiders did. Nope, Ken didn't coach him. He was a former head coach with the 49ers. He lasted, I think, one season. And he was an assistant in a lot of other places, including Seattle when Kenny Easley was there. But when Ron was in Canton this week for the senior meeting, he heard about the days when Ken Meyer was an assistant at the University of Alabama where he had two, yes, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, not for $4, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Joe Namath and Ken Stabler. And, Ron, take it from there. I want to hear the story. Well, uh, Wolfie and I were talking about it. I mentioned, hey, did you hear about Ken Meyer? And he, and he hadn't. And he, he said, oh, you know, I knew Kenny well. And he said, yo, let's tell you a story. He said, in those days, a lot of NFL guys were opposed to left-handed quarterbacks. It was like a terrible thing, supposedly. And Ron was fighting to get convince Al Davis to take Ken Stabler. So he figured Al, being an old ball coach, would listen to Stable's old coach at Alabama, Kenny Meyer. So he dials him up. He's got Al on the speakerphone. Kenny, da-da-da, Ron Wolf, got Al Davis here. We're talking about Kenny Stabler. We're thinking about drafting him. What do you think? He said, that'd be a great pick. Yeah, that'd be a great pick. Kenny make a hell of a defensive back. 
Wolf said he almost passed out. <laughs> what? Ron, Ron, maybe that explains why Ken Meyer, who was uh, five and nine, his only season in the pros, never got another head coaching job. Maybe he saw Joe Montana as a nickel back in the making with the 49ers. <laughs> exactly. He saw Joe Montana and said, no, I want Billy Idaho. I mean, was, well, of- anyway, very sorry and very sad to hear the news about Ken Meyer. Uh, and I'll tell you what, very happy the Raiders didn't take his advice. Someone, however, whose advice we always take. Yep, our own Dr. Data. That would be Rick Goslin, who's here from Canton to tell us why he'd like company there. And no surprise, someone from the NFC East. I'm talking about former quarterback Charlie Connolly, a.k.a. the Marlboro Man, whom Goose, I remember, is the second-best quarterback on the field in those 58 and 59 championship losses to <laughs> Johnny U. Yes. Goose wrote about Charlie this week on our website, talkofhimnetwork.com, and he's here from Canton to make another pitch for number 242. Yes, sir. Every year, the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame awards the Connerly Trophy to the best college player in the state. The award is named after former Ole Miss quarterback Charlie Connerly, who took the Rebels to their first SEC title in 1947, went on to become a two-time All-America. He has since been enshrined in the College Football Hall of Fame, so the state of Mississippi and college football obviously recognize his greatness. The Pro Football Hall of Fame, not so. Connolly had an equally distinguished career in the NFL, earning Rookie of the Year honors in 1948 and League MVP honors in 1959. He took the Giants to three NFL title games, and his jersey number 42 has been retired by the franchise. But an MVP trophy, a championship ring, and a retired jersey haven't been enough to convince the Pro Football Hall of Fame to commission a bust for Connolly. He's been a finalist for the Hall seven times without success, and his candidacy can now be found in the abyss known as the Senior Pool. Connerly deserves better. For five seasons in the 1950s, though, he shared the quarterbacking chores with Don Heinrich. Giants coach Jim Lee Howell employed a two-quarterback system with Heinrich generally starting and Connerly finishing. Howell believed Connerly had a better temperament for coming off the bench than Heinrich and could step into the flow of a game easier. New York scored four touchdowns on passes in those three title games, and Connerly threw them all. Maybe the perception that he was a backup worked against Connerly. He was voted to only three Pro Bowls in his career. He wasn't even voted the Pro Bowl the year he won NFL MVP honors. Not that he couldn't close open games. He started 114 times in his 14-year career and won 60.1% of his starts. That's a better winning percentage than Hall of Famers Troy Aikman, Fran Tarkenton, Warren Moon, and Dan Fouts. Connolly deserves a longer look, a better look from Canton. He checks all the boxes as a quarterback except the one that matters most, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Well, Goose, I love the Marble Man as much as anybody, and I used to watch the Giants as a young lad before the Patriots uh, came to be and saw Charlie Connolly a lot. But how do you put a backup quarterback in the Hall of Fame, which is what a lot of people are going to say, and you kind of alluded to it. Uh, but I'm wondering, uh, do you think that Jim Lee Howell's strategy really did impact his candidacy, or is there something else there that, that we're missing? Yeah, I think it did. I think the, the voters, our peers back then, recognized his ability. He's a finalist for, you know, seven times. But... Uh, Heinrich was a higher draft pick, and he's the guy that started for whatever reason. If you talk to the Giants uh, from that era, you know, Connerly was their guy. He was the guy they went to a clutch time. It's just that uh, Howell believed in a two-quarterback system, and he thought Connerly was better coming off the bench. Well, that's the signal. It's clutch time here, guys. we got to go to the two-minute drill. So, Derek, let's get started. Do you prefer the Rams wearing white, yellow, or gold trim in their return to L.A.? White. What's good enough for Deacon Jones is good enough for me. They're back in the Golden State, and they came back to grab the gold. Let's go gold. Would you pay $100 to park your car for a Rams preseason game? I wouldn't pay $100 to park in heaven. Well, maybe maybe heaven. 
If it's down by the Coliseum, I'd pay 300 <laughs> Two of the last three teams featured on Hard Knocks won division titles. The other fired his head coach. So which will it be for the 2016 Rams? There's a better chance Jeff Fisher is unemployed in January than his Rams in the playoffs. <laughs> Fisher's not getting fired. They're not winning the division. New category time, Clark. <laughs> Where would Alabama finish in the AFC South? First, ahead of Jacksonville and Houston. <laughs> well, their quarterbacks, dead last. Same as all of Saban's other NFL teams. <laughs> Another new category, guys. Where would Ohio State finish in the NFC North? Third, behind Green Bay and Minnesota. I don't know, but Urban Meyer would end up in a mental institution. <laughs> Antonio Gates, Bill Gates, or Gates Barbecue in Kansas City? Gates Barbecue, but only if the line at Arthur Bryant's is too long. <laughs> Can't beat Gates Barbecue, and when you're eating it, your fingers are too sticky to work Gates's computers. <laughs> Michael Phelps is the world's greatest athlete, so what position would he play in football? Bad weather quarterback. Give him a little water, and he wins. Good one, Goose, but I got a better one. Water boy. <laughs> if they make football an Olympic sport in 2020, which nation would you expect to challenge the U.S.? Canada. They can draw from the Argonauts and the Alouettes. <laughs> I like it. Germany. They love those militaristic sports. <laughs> Carson Wentz had an interception and fractured rib to show for his NFL debut. Jared Goff, he has an interception, too. Were these guys worth 11 premium draft picks? I'm not sure Tom Brady and Peyton Manning would be worth 11 premium draft picks. Only one person worth 11 premium draft picks, Clark. Goose! Goose, man! <laughs> the Bucks used a second-round pick on kicker Roberto Aguayo, and he missed his first NFL extra point. If you're Bucks GM Jason Lick, are you sweating it? No, but special teams coach Nick Kayser might be sweating bullets. <laughs> you're not sweating it. You're saying novenas. <laughs> That is the end of our first hour. When we return, we'll sit down with former New England quarterback Drew Bledsoe to hear about his new job. And no, not as a winemaker, but as a high school football coach. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Hey, everyone. This is Life Tips with Geico. Life Tip 1. Use a shower squeegee to remove pet fur from carpet. Squeegee is also very fun to say. Consider it when naming a pet or child. Life Tip 2. Switch to GEICO and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. With over 75 years of experience and a 97% customer satisfaction rating, they know what they're doing. GEICO. Get savings into your life. Visit GEICO.com today. QL1, this is Control, checking in to see how excited you are for launch. Over? Well, actually, I'm kind of bored. You're about to travel 17,000 miles per hour through Earth's atmosphere, and you're bored? It just doesn't sound that exciting after using Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I was able to get a completely online custom mortgage approval in minutes. Wow, that is impressive. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Marty and the two for $4 croissant. Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, croissant deal, two for $4. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two for $4, that is a huge bargain. Huge. <laughs> well said, Marty. Tasty, savory, sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwiches now for just $4. Only at Burger King. Price participation vary. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai tankless water heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heater solution available. 
why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. The grand prize winner will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets or a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 18 years or older to enter. Web and data rates may apply. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. Welcome back to our number two of the Talk of Fame Network. Uh, Ron, I, I enjoyed that conversation the first hour with Jacob Green, who is one of Kenny Easley's best teammates. We talked to him about Kenny Easley and, and why he's Hall of Fame worthy, but I, I very much enjoyed it. I thought he was terrific, and we got some insight on him. It might have been nice to have had him in the room with you and the voters, Ron, for the senior committee. Don't you think it would have made everyone's lives a lot easier? Yeah. Oh, no, he was, he was terrific. And, and, you know, Jacob was a great player himself, you know, 116 career sacks. Unofficial. Yeah. Unofficial, unofficial was, right. Yeah. Unofficial. Like John Turney sense. would tell us. Well, official in his book. <laughs> but, you know, terrific uh, player, Kenny Easley. And, and so many things went on, you know, during that time period that, that, that you talked to some of the younger voters who weren't, you know, some of them weren't even in diapers when this stuff was going on. They kind of, their eyes roll because they don't right. Right. really know the history, you know. I mean, he was the player rep in, in 87 during the strike, which was, as we all know, uh, just one of the most vile performances by management in in, uh, in my opinion in, in in history when it comes to sports and you know Kenny was outspoken uh, on that and then of course after he got traded to Arizona because he was sick uh, and they knew he was sick the Seahawks and then it was Arizona that told him uh, your kidney's not functioning and it turned out of course he'd been they'd been pumping him full of as many to 20 to 25 advils a day and it was proven that it destroyed his kidney he ultimately sued the team and and was uh, victorious, but also, you know, disappeared off the face of the earth to the point where when they finally put him on their equivalent of their ring of honor, he considered not showing up. I mean, ultimately, I believe he did, but but he considered not showing up. I mean, that's how... Uh, Ron, know, how, 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 how does a f- all-decade, first-team all-decade defensive back not make it as a finalist? He never got in the room. He's right. never been in the room. How is that possible? Well, you know, I don't know. I was on the committee in those days, uh, but I think that there's a lot of, uh, there were still a lot of what I would call old-line NFL voters who uh, didn't much take a hankering to guys going on strike and shutting down their league and their games, and I think that those were almost automatic anti-votes. And then on top of that, you put a guy who sued pro football. Now everybody sues pro football, you know. I mean, if you don't sue pro football, it's because you didn't play. Uh, you know, but, but back in those days, it was pretty unusual. And so you had the two of them together. And I think, uh, you know, he was already probably on the, on the borderline. And then as Jacob discussed, uh, nobody saw them play. You know, right, I think they made the right. playoff once, right. I think, during yep. his time period, maybe twice, but I think it was once. And, and which to me is another, shows you how remarkable it was, Clark, that he he became defensive player of the year. Shows you how great the guy had to be. You had 10 so, interceptions that year in 84, Ron. Yeah, ten and probably 20 knockouts. Yeah, I mean, right. that guy was, a uh, you know, huge. I mean, it's funny, too, because I was looking at uh, Adam listed at just over 200 pounds, and somehow I just remember this, like, this 225-pound giant, you know, right. uh, glorified linebacker. 
Maybe he was 200 pounds, but if he was, it was 200 pounds of dynamite. Yeah, right. Ron, I, I think you guys have an impossible task. I mean, there's just a raft, as we talked about on the show, of senior candidates waiting to get in. You only have to get one this year, one. Um, and I, I'm guessing that what you what happens here, and I'd like you to enlighten our listeners uh, inside that room, is the way you whittle this group down, you go in with a, a, a list of 15, is the same way we do it for the modern era candidates. Am I correct? You go from 15 to 10 to 5, and, and then you get down to, in this case, one. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. You start with 15, you go to 10, then you go to 5, and then you go to 3, and then the final 3, you, you cut that down. Uh, and in this case, you know, showing you everyone in the room felt that although there was a lot of deserving candidates who came up this year, that Kenny Easy was the best football player there. And that's why yeah. I think when we got to the final 3, he went in on the first ballot, which is not always the case. Sometimes there's, there's splits, believe it or not, uh, and it takes a while. But uh, it, it's tough. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you sit there and you talk about a guy for a while, and we have two Hall of Fame advisors, Floyd Little and, and Ron Wolf, this year, and they're talking to you, and you get done, and you say, well, he's a Hall of Famer. Right. Then you go on to the next guy, and you say, well, he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> and, you know, uh, you get, then you got to – then they say, okay, now get rid of five of these guys. And you go, like, what? Yeah. Well, what? Now get rid of five more of them. You got rid of ten guys who you know may never come back. Well, that's where I want to go, Ron, because you have guys like Jerry Kramer. Johnny Robinson, Robert Brazil, Lord knows how many all-decade players, Cliff Harris, Drew Pearson, Eddie Metter, who are left on the cutting room floor. I mean, Kenny Easley is at least now in as a finalist. He's not in the Hall of Fame, but at least he's a finalist. But these other guys are, are left, you know, waiting. So let's start with, you know, Eddie Metter and Cliff Harris. They're both safeties. They play the same position as Kenny Easley. But they were in line long before him, yet they didn't get in. What's the message this week for them? Uh, I don't think it's great. I don't think it's a great message for them. Uh, I think that most everybody, well, I won't even say most. Nobody in the room would have argued that Kenny Easy wasn't the best safety by a sizable margin uh, over the other guys on the list. But that doesn't mean the other guys weren't Hall of Famers. Mm -hmm. And and to me, uh, our listeners have heard us talk about it a lot. You and I have talked about it a lot, Clark, uh, the importance of the queue and not getting too far out of line. And since I've been on the senior committee, uh, I really sense it's even more important there. In the regular committee, you got 25 years to make it. Usually, especially in recent years, if if, if you really deserved a, a a debate, you usually get it. Uh, that wasn't always the case, but in recent years, I think it, it has been. But if somehow you fell through the the cracks and you end up in that senior committee, there's a good chance you, that's it. You're never going to get yeah, it. Yeah, never get now. You're getting buried. And, and when you so when you jump somebody out of line, out of the timeline. Now, you're going to argue any one of these guys has been out 25 years or longer. If, they're, if they should have been in the Hall of Fame, they're already out of the timeline. But if you start saying, well, okay, but we should just be putting in the best guy on this list. Well, that's a nice thing to say. And in an ideal world, that is how it should be, you know, the best guy, whoever it is. Uh, but the reality is, what are you doing to these other guys who, who also are deserving? And you and I, I think, talked about it with Will Shields, our concerns mm -hmm. that every year, what did we hear in that room for about three years? Oh, well, Will's a Hall of Famer. But not this year. We're going to put this Not guy. this year. That's right. You know, not this year. Not this year. All of a sudden, you look up and 17 years have gone by, and you look around the room, and, and now the faces have changed, and half of them never saw Will Shields take a snap. That's right. Well, Ron, we, we talked earlier about this in, in the first hour. Jerry Kramer, come on. I mean, he makes the 50th anniversary team, and he's voted the top player at his position, ahead of Jim Parker in the Hall right. of Fame. I and might argue voted, that one, by the way, but you're right. Yeah, I know, I know. But, th but that happened by the very hall that now won't let him in. You want to explain that one to me? I don't get well, it. I know I get asked it all the time, as do you. I mean, uh, jokingly, at one point yesterday, I said, uh, uh, guys, 
can we just put Jerry Kramer in so that my email traffic goes down yeah, by 33 yeah. and a third percent? I mean, you know, but there's vehement guys against them. You know, I, and, you know, and I don't mean well, just voters. I mean, other people who, you know, firmly believe that Gail Gillingham, another Packer offensive lineman who came along a little bit later, was a better player. Uh, than Jerry Kramer and others that say he was a self-promoter. and, mm-hmm. and uh, Well, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, is there someone or something that's killing his candidacy? Personally, this is my opinion. Ron Wolf yesterday said this. This is just my opinion about 20 times, and every time he said it, he kept saying, why do I say that? It's obviously it's my opinion. So now I just fell in the same trap. But it was Bart Starr. Hmm. So I think Bart Starr carries a lot of weight. People respect him quite a bit. Uh, not only as a f- football player and a Hall of Famer, but the kind of human being he's been and the kind of life he's lived. Deeply religious guy, but that doesn't mean you can't have a blind spot. Yeah, just because right. you, I mean, you know, Jesus did have uh, Judas as one of his pals, so even he had a blind spot. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, uh, and, and you know, he's been asked about him, and he always brings up Bob Skaronsky, who, right. and that name came up uh, yesterday, and I pointed out that Bob Skaronsky is, by his own admit, is one of Bart Starr's dearest friends. They're both deeply religious, and Jerry Kramer is probably the opposite in every personality trait of those two guys. Right. And so they didn't like him. Yeah, okay, well. You know, and there's some coaches who didn't like him, assistant coaches who didn't like him. But I'll tell you this much, Clark. When they needed a, to score in the ice bowl, they didn't go over Bob Skaronsky. And when they needed a kicker to come in in the 62 championship game and uh, when Horning was uh, suspended, who made three field goals and an extra point, and otherwise they lose the game? Jerry, Jerry Kramer. Kramer. Yeah, and Bob you're right. Skaronsky. The, the signature moment for the, the Packers in the ice bowl? <laughs> That's it, the, the star sneak. It's, it's over Jerry Kramer. Hey, um, Ron, one quick question. We've got about a minute left. How about the ramifications of the easily vote for players with short careers? And, and I'm thinking specifically of Terrell Davis. He made it to the top 10 this year in modern era candidates. Easily played seven years. I mean, five of them were special. Uh, Davis didn't have a long career. I think about three and a half of them were special, and they were great. Does this signal that voters really are more willing to accept someone with an abbreviated career, or is it simply an aberration? I think it's probably an aberration, but there are some guys leaning more and more toward it. I don't think that's a good idea in general, and I think seven years is actually a pretty long uh, career because if you look at most Hall of Famers, did they have 10 dominant years? No. They have half a dozen or so. They're, they're, they're good. But I think that the danger that we're getting into with Terrell Davis is I can give you a hell of a lot of players had two great years. A hell of a lot of players. That didn't make them Hall of Famers. Thanks for the insight, Ron, with the emphasis on in as an in the room. When we return, we're going to hear about the contributor fallout from this week's vote, as well as why Ricky Williams thinks he belongs. Yes, Ricky Williams in the Hall of Fame. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. Within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heater solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. The grand prize winner will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets or a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 18 years or older to enter. Web and data rates may apply. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You are on a spiritual journey towards savings. Your mind is drifting into uncharted territory as you use the Name Your Price tool to find policy options that fit your budget. Options that fit perfectly. Like football pants or the unitard thingies wrestlers wear. 
Experience inner peace with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Tom Bodet. Call me old-fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. Now, it's called genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms of Motel 6. Totally updated with all-new everything, still at a great low price. It's like modern art, only it looks good and has a point. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. QL1, you've been talking a lot about Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans lately. What would you say is the best reason to use it? It's easy to use. You can get approved in minutes. It's convenient. Hey, uh, QL1, I asked for the best reason. Oh, hold on. I wasn't finished. You can share your pay stubs and bank statements at the touch of a button so you get real numbers, not estimates. And Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button. Get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Marty and the two for $4 croissant. Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, croissant deal, two for $4. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two for $4. That is a huge bargain. Huge. <laughs> well said, Marty. Tasty, savory, sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwiches now for just $4. Only at Burger King. Price participation vary. Rev it up and bury the needle at Victory Motorcycle's Redline sales event. Get rebates up to $2,500 or payments as low as $99 a month on a new V-Twin powered Victory Motorcycle. Now is the time to own the big-wheeled Magnum Bagger or the liquid-cooled Octane, the most powerful victory ever built. Rev it up right now. Offer valid in U.S. and Canada, subject to credit approval, and valid on new 2014 through 2016 models and on 2017 Victory Octanes. Good through 83116. Certain restrictions and exclusions apply. See dealer for details. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Tell you what matters. Geico matters. Because when you go to Geico for just 15 minutes, you can save yourself 15% or more on car insurance. So go there to geico.com. You know it should have gone 15 minutes ago. Burger King also matters. Ron, you know, because right oh, now yes. at Burger King restaurants, you know what you can get? Two cross sandwich breakfast sandwiches for just how much, Ron? Four, Four bucks. Four yeah, bucks. Right. Two for it's one. a reason to get up in the morning, and there aren't that many. <laughs> Two for one at Burger King only there. Price and participation vary, and restrictions apply. Um, I promised you we'd talk about uh, the follow-up from the Contributor Committee in the earlier segment, and we will. But first, I want to get to a comment, Ron, that uh, one of our favorite players, Ricky Williams, who the uh, New Orleans Saints gave up the draft for, um, made last weekend, or maybe it was earlier this week, I don't know. Uh, it all runs together, as you know. <laughs> but he said... It does for Ricky, he, that's for sure. It does. He said he would have made the Hall of Fame. He'd be a lock for the Hall of Fame if weed were legal. Essentially saying, you know, uh, I lost so much time to suspensions, and I think he had a one-year retirement there. I remember we went up to Canada, that he lost carriage, uh, carries and yardage with it too. But <laughs> if weed were legal, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. So, Ron? He's probably right. He's probably what do you, right. Well, what, do you make, what do you make of it? I mean, is, is he, is he right. smoking you know, now? Is he, what's he doing? I mean, I what, he's, he, he's actually he's probably right. I mean, look, I think the guy was a terrific uh, running back. I saw him play a lot uh, when he was in um, 
Miami, and even before that. And he, uh, you know, he's a guy who um, never ran out of bounds. Yeah, the guy who right. ran hard all the time. Chris Slade told me he was the guy he hated to tackle the most of any player in football. He said because you know he had that high knee action and that right. driving forward power and that Earl Campbell like lower body. And he said he would just you have to go to the dentist on Monday mornings if you played <laughs> Ricky Williams because he's just knocking your teeth out of your mouth. And and look, he had some tremendous seasons. So had he not lost that time, maybe he would have. You know, you, you know the whole marijuana thing uh, in the NFL to me it's. It's like reefer mattis in the 50s it's stupid uh, in my opinion you know it's going to be in a short order it's going to be legal every place in america except for the national football league you know when you listen to that adolfo birch my god he, he's like a retro 1920s guy oh the drugs the drugs you know what would you rather do rather have a guy pumped up on vicodin and addicted to everything and he's got the shakes uh, or a guy who's dealing with his pain by smoking weed or you rather well, have I mean, a guy I, drunk I, well, driving or a guy who's smoking weed? Well, I, I understand that, except, you know, alcohol is legal. You can drink alcohol as much as you want, but I'll tell you what. I yeah, don't but want there's a limit. I don't want alcohol on, my, on the job with me. I don't want anyone. No. I think the NFL can do what it wants here. But I, honestly, I think in the court of public opinion, they're probably a loser. But they have every right to do what they want because um, they set the rules. Well, they do set the rules, but, uh, you know. I mean, you don't have to work there. Well, you do if you want to play football because they got a monopoly, which is against the law. Uh, <laughs> speaking of rules. But. You're, you know, to, to a degree, you're right. And obviously there's, there's, but there's other issues here. And then this is where they get caught in their own petard. What is that where you, you went to Dartmouth, you know? That's right. You know, hoisted Falling by their own petard. Own petard. That's yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I fell on my petard once. I heard yeah. my yell, but. I'm wearing a pair look, of petards here. For, uh, <laughs> yeah, I bet you class. are. Yeah. Bicycle petards, I think. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but you know, look, here's a, here's a league that you're pumping these guys with drugs that if they were horses, they couldn't run in a Kentucky Derby. But you're giving them this stuff to play on Sunday, and you're sitting around saying, "Oh, but no, no, no," on the weed. I mean, please spare me. It's just the the, and I think that in the end is what's that, and the fact to keep you know losing a lot of talented players to suspensions. Uh, I think eventually is going to uh, hang them. You know, you've got ex players like Leonard Marshall now who's trying to get a uh, uh, medical marijuana dispensary, which is I understand medical marijuana is different than than right, you know right. street marijuana, but. There's a lot of a growing amount of science that that proves, or that argues forcefully that it's really good for pain and for a lot of other issues. And look at I've had to take Vicodin, and I much rather smoke weed. Thank you, just the same. <laughs> well, speaking even of if pumping, I didn't need the Vicodin, <laughs> you mentioned pumping earlier. Ricky also said he'd like to start weed gyms, which would include weight equipment as well as baked goods that could well. <laughs> How long do you think you, you like that you think, idea? Well, no, because you'd be standing in line for a really long time <laughs> yeah, while some right. guy's lifting weights. Can right. I get on that machine, man? No. Right. Yes. Well, anyway, uh, Ricky Williams, uh, thanks for at least giving us something to talk about. <laughs> I love Ricky Williams. Uh, <laughs> he's yeah, he's, he's good copy, I will say that. Um, and uh, something else that's good copy, at least right now, Ron, for us. Um, that contributor vote, you know, Goose is in Canton. Um, they can't, we can't get him out of there. We just wire him some money. He loves, I don't know. Uh, he loves it there. But um, the vote, you know, to get Taglibu and Jones in as contributor nominees, they're not in the Hall of Fame. They're simply nominees. Um, but two things that, that strike me. One is, uh, you know, I really felt Bobby Bethard was next in line, a former GM of the, the Chargers and the Redskins, and I really felt he was next in line because he was a close finisher the first two years. And and I don't understand why he didn't get in, and maybe you can enlighten me. I'm on the contributor committee, but I wasn't there. And then secondly, I think just taking the temperature of that room, 
I think Paul Tagliabue is going to have a tough time, to be honest with you. I mean, he, he's been a finalist three times, Ron, and he got shot down all three times. Well, not only that, if you remember, Clark, the last time, he got shot down in a hurry. Yeah, right. I mean, each time his name came up, he got he receded more and more from the from the from where he was the previous time. And the last time, as I recall, uh, the debate wasn't even as long as usual. It was, it was, in my time, the most contentious debate I've been a part of. And uh, I've been a part of a lot of contentious debates, as you know. You've been you've you right. in them with me. <laughs> and, and a never and a never ending debate. It never ended. No, that's right. We'd still be in there hollering at each other. I mean, yep. and I and I don't. Uh, it's going to take about. I've said this before publicly, so it's not something I haven't said. Uh, you know, for the, that I'm saying here for the first time. But they're, they're going to need about a dozen heart attacks before Paul Tagliabue gets in the Hall of Fame, and they can try to ramrod him through as much as they want, and Joe Brown can insult the, right. the voters as much as he wants, a former NFL employee. And the fact of the matter is uh, there are ample, in my opinion, ample arguments uh, against Paul Tagliabue. Just because you happen to be the commissioner through whatever happenstance you got the job does not mean, and just because you made some rich guys richer, doesn't mean you belong in the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame is mm-hmm. about what you did for the for the game. And the flip side of that is is what you didn't do for the game or what you did to hurt the game. Yeah, and and, and, I, and his proponents will say he kept the peace, which he did. There were no work stoppages in his tenure. And he also gave us uh, a CBA um, and with free agency, which was a big step forward. But, Ron, he lost the L.A. markets, and that CBA in 2006 was so bad that within a couple of years – the owners undid it so that we right. had the 2011 lockout. That's right. I mean, it, that CBA led to the lockout. And, and Ralph Wilson predicted it at the time, as I'll, I'll never forget, all the young guns there in the league were making fun of Ralph. Uh, right. was one of the few guys right. to vote against it. And Ralph said, uh, Ron, we just voted for something. We don't even know what the hell's in it. And now it exactly proved to be the case. And what was in it was a poison pill for the owners. So you had that. You have, as you point out, he lost not only L.A., he lost L.A. in Cleveland, and he got Jacksonville and Charlotte. Right. And they've had nothing but, but attendance problems at Jacksonville for almost from day one. Right. Uh, so, and we can go into serious stuff. That isn't even the serious stuff in my mind. You know, discipline, uh, we can say what we want about, about Goodell, but there was no discipline uh, when Tagliabue was the commissioner. It was absurd what, what went on. And there's other issues that will come up, I'm sure, during the, yeah. the discussion. I, I don't know what happened in that room. Uh, there's a side of me doesn't want to know, but I don't like the smell of it. Okay, well, I like the smell of our commercial. It's coming up. Yeah, if it's After that, mm. we've got high school football coach Drew Bledsoe. Yes, Drew Bledsoe coming up. He's going to be the first in four segments of our high school football series. You want to hear it? You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. You see how it works? Just go hey to Hey, everyone. This is Life Tips with Geico. Life Tip 1. Use a shower squeegee to remove pet fur from carpet. Squeegee is also very fun to say. Consider it when naming a pet or child. Life Tip 2. Switch to GEICO and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. With over 75 years of experience and a 97% customer satisfaction rating, they know what they're doing. GEICO. Get savings into your life. Visit GEICO.com today. QL1. 
one, this is Control, checking in to see how excited you are for launch. Over? Well, actually, I'm kind of bored. You're about to travel 17,000 miles per hour through Earth's atmosphere, and you're bored? It just doesn't sound that exciting after using Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I was able to get a completely online custom mortgage approval in minutes. Wow, that is impressive. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button. Get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. Rev it up and bury the needle at Victory Motorcycles Redline Sales Event. Get rebates up to $2,500 or payments as low as $99 a month on a new V-Twin powered Victory Motorcycle. Now is the time to own the big-wheeled Magnum Bagger or the liquid-cooled Octane, the most powerful Victory ever built. Rev it up right now. Offer valid in U.S. and Canada, subject to credit approval and valid on new 2014 through 2016 models and on 2017 Victory Octanes. Good through 83116, certain restrictions and exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heater solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. The grand prize winner will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets or a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 18 years or older to enter. Web and data rates may apply. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance? It means you should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go. And while you're at it, go to participating Burger King restaurants where you can get two croissant rich breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two for one, only Burger King. Price and participation vary and restrictions apply. Next guest is a familiar voice on the show. It's former New England quarterback Drew Bledsoe, whom we've had on the before to talk about the draft. Patriots, Deflategate, you name it. But today's a little different because today we launch our high school football series with some of the best-known high school coaches across America. And Drew is one of them at Summit High School in Bend, Oregon. Drew, thanks for joining us again, and I'm going to turn the question over to another familiar voice. That'd be Ron Borges, who covered you in New England. What's the biggest adjustment, uh, Drew, you had to make calling plays for a high school team from what you were running in the NFL or even uh, when you were at Washington State? You know, the biggest adjustment is you, 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 have to, you have to call plays for your personnel. When I first started doing it, we ran the ball really well, didn't throw it real well, and, uh, you know, had to... Uh, had to manage through that as we as that's progressed. You know, this last year we had some really good receivers and a quarterback that was playing well, and and so you know you, you try to adjust to what you can do, um, which is always the case no matter what the level is, but it's just more magnified at the high school level. And then the other thing that uh, you know that that I had to do was was you know okay I, I've got to recognize these are you know sometimes 15 year old kids and expecting them to to do it exactly right the first time um you know is is pretty foolhardy um but i loved the challenge i got to be honest with you being able to being able to uh, take a kid that uh, that can't really tie his shoes uh, when he gets to you and uh, teach him to become a good football player and, and have some success on the on the field is, is really a magical thing, and I've enjoyed every second of it. Drew, we know your dad coached you in high school, and now you've coached several of your sons. Did you have any reservations about taking on that special challenge? You know, initially, I, I really wanted to just be dad and sit in the stands. You know, I, I really did. And, and part, of the, part of that was due to the fact that, you know, these kids are already carrying, you know, notorious name or depending on your perspective <laughs> a famous name um but and i didn't want to add any any pressure to that but what i discovered fairly quickly is that uh that i had a, a wealth of knowledge um that 
you know, sitting on it and not sharing uh, the, the knowledge that I had with, with these kids, you know, wasn't the right way to do it. And that's only partly that has to do with football. You know, I, I learned a lot of lessons both from my successes and probably more so from my failures through through life and through football and uh, having the platform to be around a group of, of high school boys on a daily basis and share lessons not just about football but about life with those guys was it was something that became an obvious choice for me and now that I've done it for a little while man I just absolutely love it you know this last year you know our team won a state title and I got to coach uh, uh, two of my sons and my third son was on the sidelines for the playoffs and knew all these guys from the time they were in second grade um, and watching those guys go on to to the success that, that, that they had even with all that I was able to do as a, as a player it was definitely my favorite year in, in football I just loved every bit of it how did it compare to the Super Bowl nerves wise <laughs> you know it's uh, it's different but uh, I, I gotta admit man there, there there are times when I was more nervous uh, coaching high school football than uh, than I was playing in those big games um, you know as a coach you discover pretty quickly that it's that it's really different that, you, that a lot of times you don't have the same control that you would have on the field in terms of making the play um, but you feel more responsible if it doesn't work you know I just really feel like if we you know anytime we had a play that was unsuccessful um, I felt like that was my fault that I either didn't teach it well enough or uh, didn't call it at the right time or, or what have you and, and uh uh, so the sense of responsibility that I've, that I've felt as a coach is actually bigger than what I felt as a player. We're speaking with former quarterback and now assistant coach Drew Bledsoe on the Talk of Fame Network. And Drew kind of uh, answered part of my question that I was going to ask you early when you talked about your favorite year of football. I wanted to ask you about um, what you got more satisfaction, fulfillment, pleasure, whatever, uh, from getting to your first Super Bowl or, or winning a state high school championship as a assistant coach and as a father. You know, they're, they're, they're different things. Um, you know, for me, the personal satisfaction of, of, uh, of playing the game and, 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 and uh, being involved with the game at the very highest level and having some, some success was, was personally gratifying. But, but anybody that's a, that's a father um, understands that, you know, the pride you have and what your, your kids accomplish is greater than anything you accomplish on your own. Uh, and for me, as a, as a coach, and especially with this group of, of boys that, that, that grew up uh, with my sons, so I've known most of them since they were little kids, you know, I, I felt at least a sense of fathership to, uh, to each of them. And so, um, you know, the pride that you have in watching those boys grow up and, and become, you know, good young men and good football players and good citizens and, and all of those things, uh, it's a different thing. But uh, in, in a way, I, I feel more pride in, in you know, being able to, to help guide those guys uh, to their success and launch them on uh, a path to, to be an adult um, was, was something that I just I, I really, really value. Any of this experience, Drew, take you back to uh, your own days in Walla Walla with your dad on the sidelines uh, coaching you and your brother? And uh, do you find yourself now saying things that came out of his mouth, which at the time when you were a kid you were looking at him sideways and, <laughs> and now you sort of understand it? <laughs> it's so funny, man. We... We, there's a number of guys that have a lot of football experience that are on our staff, and we all find ourselves falling back into some of the coach speak that we just rolled our eyes out when we were young. <laughs> you know, you're like, hey, come on, let's go, boys. Dollar waiting on a dime. Let's get it going. You know, I mean, these, <laughs> you know yeah, like these, you know, these, these, uh, uh, you know, you, hey, you can't play in high heels, son. Let's go. Get off your roller skates. Just uh, like some, some of those, some of those, some of those things that, that I heard come out of my dad, my dad's mouth and, and some of some other coaches' mouths all of a sudden are coming out of my mouth, and I 
almost roll my eyes at myself when uh, when some <laughs> of that stuff happens. But uh, it, it, it makes it pretty funny. You know what they say: I mean, the older you get, the smarter your parents become. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, man? I, I, uh, I, and I, I'm watching these boys as they kind of roll their eyes at us. But I, at the same time, you know, I know without a without a doubt that some of the things that they're hearing, so at least some of it, is sticking, and hopefully, will help them be productive members of society as they go forward. Drew, what's the most important thing a high school coach does? The most important thing a high school coach does. That, well, there are a number of them. But but I would I would say um, if I were to pick one, it would be to um, instill confidence in young men that um, doing things the right way, whether that's on the field, in the classroom, in the community, that doing things the right way pays off in um, direct and indirect ways for the rest of their life. Um, that's the thing that we really try to impart to our players that being a good wide receiver, being a good offensive tackle. If that's all you accomplish in your in your life, then then you will have failed as a person and will have failed as coaches. You know, I think our boys kind of understand that. As you know, they were all of them. Their GPA was really high as a team. They were great in the community. They did all kinds of things, and and so instilling the confidence in them that that putting in the hard work and doing things the right way ultimately pays off. You know, for the rest of their life. Hey, Drew, with the success you've had at Summit, uh, can you ever see yourself becoming a head coach or, or moving on to a higher level of coaching? Nope, man, I'm right where I want to be. Uh, I want to <laughs> be, be an assistant coach at the high school level. Um, and being an assistant coach means I don't have to pass out pads. I don't have to talk to angry parents that, that are upset about their kids' playing time. I also have a very strict stipulation in my contract that I don't ride yellow school buses. Um, so, <laughs> Smart. So I, I just, I love, I love everything about coaching at the high school level and and you know it also it, it gives me the freedom you know friday before a game i can go play golf and still show up and coach the game it's not uh, it's not the same level of time commitment um that you see at the other levels where they're out recruiting and doing off-season projects and all of those things you know that being said i give it way more time than i would ever have imagined giving a volunteer job uh but but uh but no i'm at the, the right level love being around high school boys you know they're just they're all trying to figure it out. I mean, we all remember what it was like being in high school, man. We, you don't know which way's up. You got, you know, girls running around, and you got all kinds. Of, you're learning to drive for the first time, and all the freedoms <laughs> and all that stuff that goes with that. And being around those guys as they're trying to navigate those uh, those uh, deep and stormy, sometimes stormy waters, is uh, it's a really cool privilege to be around them. Some of us still don't know which way is up, Drew. Hey, thanks so much for the time again. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much, for Drew. Me on, guys, always appreciate it. Yeah, and best thanks. of luck with the thanks coaching. You. Really yeah, appreciate thanks, it, man. Drew. We're gonna go get them again this year. See if we can repeat. Yeah, yeah. got to repeat exactly. <laughs> thanks, Drew. Thanks right, a lot, Drew. That was former New England and Dallas, well, and Buffalo quarterback Drew Bledsoe, who's going to go get him again. Now a high school football coach. Wow, I don't want to be in his path. Coming up, you're going to hear why Ron's not exactly a fan of the NFL putting down a cooperate or else philosophy, except, of course, when it comes to a certain New England quarterback. Yeah, you know <laughs> no. what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, this is the Talk of Fame Network. This is Steve Mariucci, and you're listening to Rick, Ron, and Clark on the Talk of Fame Network. Rev it up and bury the needle at Victory Motorcycles Redline Sales Event. Get rebates up to $2,500 or payments as low as $99 a month on a new V-Twin powered Victory Motorcycle. Now is the time to own the Big Wheeled Magnum Bagger or the Liquid Cooled Octane, the most powerful Victory ever built. 
Rev it up right now. Offer valid in U.S. and Canada, subject to credit approval and valid on new 2014 through 2016 models and on 2017 Victory Octanes. Good through 831 Certain restrictions and exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You are on a spiritual journey towards savings. Your mind is drifting into uncharted territory as you use the Name Your Price tool to find policy options that fit your budget. Options that fit perfectly. Like football pants or the unitard thingies wrestlers wear. Experience inner peace with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Tom Bodette. Call me old-fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. Now, it's called genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms in Motel 6. Totally updated with all-new everything, still at a great low price. It's like modern art, only it looks good and has a point. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. QL1, you've been talking a lot about Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans lately. What would you say is the best reason to use it? It's easy to use. You can get approved in minutes. It's convenient. Hey, uh, QL1, I asked for the best reason. Oh, hold on. I wasn't finished. You can share your pay stubs and bank statements at the touch of a button so you get real numbers, not estimates, and... Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button. Get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Playoffs? We'll talk about playoffs? You kidding me? I'll tell you what I'm not kidding you about. Geico. Hey, Derek, Derek Burns, our producer. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? I think it means it could save you some cash. Yeah, that's right. You should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago, and I'll tell you what. While you're going, why don't you stop at a participating Burger King restaurant because you can get two cross-sandwich breakfast sandwiches for just, Ron, four bucks. Four, four bucks. One for you. One for your wife and son that can split it. You hey, no, that'd be, two, that'd be two for me. Two orders for me. <laughs> that's, that's anyway, it's two for one, only Burger King. Price and participation vary, and restrictions apply. Hey, um, guys, uh, unfortunately, too often lately, it seems we've reserved this spot for someone who's left us. And today is no different um, because today we celebrate the life and times of Peter Finney. That's Peter Finney Sr., and I know what you're thinking. Uh, who? Yeah, Peter Finney was a sports reporter and columnist for the New Orleans Times, Picky and We knew him well. He also was a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he died last week at the age of 88. Peter had covered the sports in and around the uh, New Orleans area for 68 years. He was, of course, more than a reporter and a columnist who churned out 15,000. Yeah, 15,000 columns for the Times-Picayune. He's a caring, kind, and really extremely mannered individual who brought dignity to a profession that really too often lacks it. He was, as Jerry Eisenberg of the Newark Star-Ledger said, one of the few totally decent men I have ever known. I agree with uh, Jerry, who's a dear friend of mine, and uh, Jerry and I would both uh, be the first to admit we are not totally decent men, uh, but, <laughs> but Peter Finley certainly was. I mean, <laughs> wonderful guy. If you knew his family, you know that's that said everything about him. Very well respected and and a powerful guy in in, uh, in New Orleans, but never acted like it and right, never overstepped right. his bounds. You know, Ron, there's a guy named Doug Thornton, who's the executive VP of SMG, and no, I didn't know about that either, but it runs the Superdome among many other facilities, and he said something last weekend that struck me, and it was this about Peter Finney. He was a reporter you could always trust with off-the-record information about being quoted the next day. That's a trait people cherished. Ron, 
It's also a trait that's sorely missing in this age of social media. Oh, there's no question about that. Now, I mean, you know, you don't have to say anything, and they're, and they're putting things in your mouth. So Peter was the opposite of that. You know, one of the things that struck me about Pete Finney, and, and this really speaks to everything you said about him, Clark, he had a way of chiding you without leaving you feeling chided in the way that demanded a retort. He just demanded that you listen. And after Katrina, I thought was one of the great examples of that, when he wrote an open letter to Tom Benson, uh, uh, who was threatening to move the team to San Antonio. You guys all remember that. And the city was just completely down and blown away by it. And now he was talking about leaving. And Peter wrote a column in which he said, we don't know if a billion-dollar business will be able to flourish again in a city of the dead. But in our post-Katrina world, faith is a message which should be embraced by Tom Benson immediately. Not next week, not next month, and definitely not next year. He should tell us, as a resident of the city which gave him life and prosperity, he has faith in the future of this city. And the thing is, if you knew Peter Finney, you knew he had deep faith. Catholic, yeah. born and raised, and a guy whose son quit our business to become uh, the editor of the Catholic newspaper in New Orleans. So right. uh, Tom Benson listened to him and did the right thing. Well, there's the signal that we're about to hear from one of the few totally indecent men I've ever oh, known. Geez. That's our Ron Borges. Yeah, with this week's Borges or Bogus. Ron, I understand you're going big game hunting, so let's hear it. Here we go. <clears throat> Don King often used to tell me that one of the best things about America was that catching comes before hanging. Apparently not in the NFL. Once there was a time in America where you, you were innocent until proven guilty. Now it seems in the portion of America run by Judge Roy Bean, also known as Roger Goodell, you're guilty until proven innocent. Recently, this approach has been twice court approved for, for NFL players. That is bogus. Not to mention dangerous. Monday, the NFL told four players named in a discredited Al Jazeera TV report on performance-enhancing drug use in the NFL that they have until August 25th to submit to questioning and a league-run investigation or face immediate suspension on April 26th. That's how they roll in China, not in the United States. Bogus. An allegation, especially one later recanted by the man who made it, is not a conviction. It's not even reason under the law to begin questioning someone about their actions. Even if you believe it, refusing to do so should not cost you your job. This leads to a logical next question. Have Roger Goodell and Vice President of Labor Policy and League Affairs, Adolfo Birch, whose father is a judge, by the way, lost their minds, or are they drunk on Powerade? Wanting to ask the Green Bay Packers' Julius Peppers and Clay Matthews or the Steelers' James Harrison or free agent Mike Neal a few questions in and of itself is not unwarranted. The league claims to have already done so with Peyton Manning, who was also named in the Al Jazeera report, and cleared his name. They say he was fully cooperated, but nobody knows what that means. However, just as pro athletes long ago lost the benefit of the doubt when it comes to PED use, the NFL has lost the benefit of the doubt when it comes to the presumption of a fair and just investigation. Say what you will or may about Deflate Gate, Spy Gate, Bounty Gate, and Punch in the Face Gate. The NFL, as an investigative body, is less reliable than Congress and often bogus. Frankly, so are the players who test positive and then blame CVS or, C or GNC for their troubles. Bogus. But suspicion is not enough for someone to face the loss of their livelihood. Can they be compelled to be questioned if an investigation properly run concludes they're a legitimate suspect? Yes. But under the 15th and 14th Amendments, that's to our Constitution, not the NFL's, they're also going to be given some sort of due process. Birch isn't talking due process. He's threatened, do it or be gone. I thought Lincoln freed the slaves. What this brings to mind is not Tom Brady, Clark, but rather the far more vulnerable Anthony Hargrove, an ex-Saint defensive lineman who lost his career because they said that he asked for the money from his teammates on the bench for a hit on Brett Favre. 
Except NFL Films proved he didn't. NFL said sorry, but he lost his job. So what should the players do? Don't talk. They should go to the two-minute drill, and that's what we're going to go to. Two-minute gate. Let's go, guys. <laughs> the Panthers, Cardinals, and Steelers all lost preseason openers. Panic setting in anywhere? Panic is an October word, not an August word. Panic only sets in when doctors are involved. Cowboys gave center Travis Frederick a six-year, $56 million contract. Does that make him the best center in sports since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? I'm not even sure he's the best center since Powell Gasol. <laughs> no, but he's the most overpaid since Henry Finkel. Hi, Henry. The Bills gave quarterback Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor a six-year contract extension. How many of those six years is he going to see in Buffalo? James Taylor would see six. Tyrod, half that. That depends on whether or not he blows a tie rod behind that offensive line. <laughs> Who's the opening day quarterback of the Broncos? Mark Sanchez or Paxton Lynch? Sanchez will start. Lynch will finish. Agreed. Colin Kaepernick has arm fatigue. Are 49er fans suffering from cap fatigue? No, they're suffering from Jed York fatigue. What Cap's got to worry about is whether Chip Kelly has cap fatigue. Sports loves a villain. So who's the A-Rod of the NFL? Tom Brady. Deflategate has deflated his credibility and likability. Tom Brady. You can't inflate that. (laughs) Oh, man. We'd like to thank Drew Bledsoe, Jacob Green, and John Turney for joining us. Derek Burns for producing us and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or find us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, look for us on this station at this time next week. We'll be here. We hope you will be too. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hey, everyone. This is Life Tips with Geico. Life Tip 1. Use a shower squeegee to remove pet fur from carpet. Squeegee is also very fun to say. Consider it when naming a pet or child. Life Tip 2. Switch to GEICO and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. With over 75 years of experience and a 97% customer satisfaction rating, they know what they're doing. GEICO. Get savings into your life. Visit GEICO.com today. Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for a great low price. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne startup, fail. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Rev it up and bury the needle at Victory Motorcycle's Redline sales event. Get rebates up to $2,500 or payments as low as $99 a month on a new V-Twin-powered Victory Motorcycle. Now is the time to own the big-wheeled Magnum Bagger or the liquid-cooled Octane, the most powerful Victory ever built. Rev it up right now. Offer valid in U.S. and Canada, subject to credit approval, and valid on new 2014 through 2016 models and on 2017 Victory Octanes. Good through 83116. Certain restrictions and exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heater solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. The grand prize winner will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets or a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 18 years or older to enter. Web and data rates may apply.